Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about everything wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today, my guest is Karen Curry-Parker. Karen is a transformational teacher, speaker, and coach. She's a best-selling author of multiple books, an EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques Practitioner since 2000, life coach since 1998. She's an original student of Ra Uruhu and one of the world's leading human design teachers since 1999. She is also a Quantum University PhD student and guest lecturer and a TEDx presenter. Karen is the founder and creator of two professional trainings, the Quantum Human Design for Everyone Training System and the Quantum Alignment System, and is also the founder of the Understanding Human Design Membership Community. She is also the host of the Quantum Revolution and Cosmic Revolution podcasts and co-founder of Grace Point Publishing. Karen has a deep love for helping people activate their highest potential, which in part is why she created Quantum Human Design. Her core mission is to help people live the life they were designed to live by discovering who they are, what they are here to do, and how to activate their life path authentically by waking them up to the power of their innate creativity and unlimited possibility. Karen is a four, six time bender or in traditional human design, a manifesting generator. She is a mother of eight amazing humans, a wife of a genius and a grandmother to two emerging world leaders. She has her BSN in nursing, BA in journalism, and is currently working on her PhD in integrative health at Quantum University. Welcome, Karen. I'm so glad to have you here on the Integra podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I, yeah. I haven't heard my bio read out loud for a while. <laughs> it's it's quite, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's beautiful. It's exciting. Think about all that amazing stuff that you've done. But, you know, I interviewed you almost a year ago and we talked about the, all things human design and we talked about the collective shift coming in 2027. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot has happened in a year. You've published mm -hmm. other books. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you've had a lot of life uh, changes as well. Your publishing houses have expanded with amazing human design authors and other thought leaders. Mm -hmm. um, there was the Human Design Conference in September and uh, the launch of your Encyclopedia of Quantum Human Design. Uh, wow. And of course, you're in the middle of getting your PhD. <laughs> <laughs> It's yes, crazy. I am sort of. I, I mean, I am. It just uh, it seems to be an afterthought sometimes. But yes, I am. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. My, I'm my sure. Yeah, the yeah, my research was really on hold because of COVID. So it's definitely picked up in the last couple of months. So. Uh huh. Yeah, so. it's it's uh, yeah, things seem to be accelerating in many different ways. And you utilize your manifesting generator energy so well. Um, you are a an, a time bender, uh, a great example of a time bender. How do you do it all? 
Oh, you know, I, I, people ask me that a lot and, Mm-hmm. you know, I, I always, I have two answers to that. And the first answer is, you know, I cut my teeth on taking four children, five and under to the grocery store. Nothing I do is harder than that. When I, that, that was like the hardest time of my life. Um, Oh, I bet. Uh, um, but you know, I think, and, and this is something we talk about a lot is mm that -hmm. when you're connected to your purpose, yes. you're living aligned with that purpose, then you really kind of get access to unlimited energy. Mm hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I, it seems like, I think if you start enumerating it, I'm doing quote unquote a lot, Mm hmm but it doesn't feel that way because it's all just really fun and creative. Mm hmm. And, and so there's not the kind of resistance that we can sometimes feel when we're trying to do something we don't really want to be doing or something that we're really struggling to find the meaning to do. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. And it's so true, because you talk a lot about, you know, especially for generator types, uh, manifesting generators and generators, you know, finding what lights you up. And I mean, everybody, you know, a reflector, everybody needs to find what lights them up. But, you know, it's really that, um, you know, that getting that unlimited energy really does help your flow. Totally, Yeah. totally. And I, I do th I thank you for qualifying that because I, I think that's available to everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at a place in my human design teachings and learnings and kind of watching the human design community as it's grown so much, just even in the last year since we've spoken last. I mean, it's Mm hmm just kind of exploded. And I think we have to be really careful when we talk about human design to really be mindful of not using it as a way of labeling people, which Mm -hmm. say you did not do that, but I see that happening a lot in the, just on social media and in place about, well, you're a this type. And if you're a this type, then you can't have this part of your life or this part of life in general, because this part of life is only reserved for generator types and Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell people you can do anything, Mm hmm. Mm be anything. Your chart's not going to tell you that part. You're going to do, you know, whatever you end up doing is what you're supposed to be doing that brings you the greatest amount of joy. And that's the metric. And joy and accomplishment and success and abundance and good relationships and healthy bodies and sustainability, all of those things are available to everyone regardless of their hardwiring. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know, and you always talk about how, you know, we all have all of the charts. So we have all those beautiful cycles of learning and growth and um, ability to shift and change and, and evolve within this blueprint that is our human design chart, you know. And um, I totally agree. I think it, 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 I, I think as humans, we want to label everything and we want it to look a certain way, but really, you know, the magic comes when we allow ourselves to evolve within it. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So this kind of brings me, and I think it, it fits in perfectly with um, your new book that just launched um, almost two weeks ago. It's called, The Human Design Workbook, a step-by-step -step guide to understanding your own chart and how it can transform your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you wrote Understanding Human Design, 
2013. So that was nine years ago. That is kind of a straight book. And I want to tell you when I, when human design found me um, and I went and not realizing I was using my sacral to figure this out. um, I was going through all of the books on Amazon about human design and my sacral hit on yours. And so I got it. Um, And it's your original book. And I devoured it. I looked, I looked up everything about me and who I was and, um, you know, every piece of it, the profile, uh, my gates, my channels, everything, and just really um, allowed myself to take it in. It seems like uh, this new book really gives the person the opportunity to do that in workbook style. Totally, totally. So yeah, the red book, I, the red book was my very first book. Mm -hmm. It was um, my attempt to begin to try to reinterpret human design in Mm -hmm. such a way that it became less sort of obtuse and complex and really was a way to sort of simplify (laughs) the Mm -hmm. human design because (laughs) I mean, you can make human design really, really complicated. Oh yeah. Um, and I and I always kept flashing back to, you know, in all the years that I studied with Ra, he kept coming back to the same point over and over again, and he'd say, you know, you can't live out your incarnation cross as an example until you follow your type and strategy, until you decondition. Mm-hmm. And he he would always bring us back to type. And strategy, which really is elegantly simple, basically mm-hmm. all designed to learn how to connect to our natural way of, you know, hearing our own inner wisdom or sensing or feeling our own inner wisdom and to make decisions that feel right mm-hmm. <laughs> and that feel good. Um, and of course, we have to make this elaborate. We have this elaborate system called human design that basically right. shows us how to do that. And it's really not that hard. Um, but you know, I think some there's something about the self-study, especially mm-hmm. of human design, that gives you something to do in that pause between encountering your human design, mm-hmm. really integrating or remembering, because sometimes it's not really yes. remembering who you are. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, here's, oh, I keep things so simple. Sometimes my head is so ridiculously simple. It's embarrassing, but, you know, there's a, Mr. Rogers had a song that he used to sing on Mr. Rogers neighborhood that went, let's think of something to do while we're waiting, while we're waiting. <laughs> I think, you know, studying human design from a book is something to do while we're waiting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously I think it's also a really beautiful tool to help you fall in love with yourself. But the, the mm-hmm. thing that I kept coming up against, you know, over the years was that mm-hmm. the red book, the understanding human design book, was you know, is a good book for somebody who really wants to maybe use it as a tool or maybe has already got a background in human design, but mm-hmm. they're wanting to know, like, how do I talk to my clients in a way that sounds like plain English? Mm-hmm. But there really wasn't a book on the market for somebody who just really wanted to understand their own part and right. to really be able to, you know, again, this goes back to what Ra used to teach. Ra used to talk about how you know, the beauty of each chart is in the synthesis of all of its parts. Mm-hmm. And and part of what I see happening a lot in the human design community right now is that there are a lot of people pulling out parts and kind of using them as sort of umbrella labels. Like mm-hmm. 
a this type or you're a that type. I mean, mm-hmm. a little bit already. And, and, you know, that is great in terms of helping you understand type and strategy, but mm. it really doesn't show you the beauty and the elegance of your unique chart. Yes. And synthesizing that, putting mm-hmm. that all together in an easy to follow way is, is just not out there as, right. as, a, as a source material for someone. So my publisher came back to me at a certain point and said, we have to do something that's like human design for idiots. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, okay, first of all, you really can't understand human design if you're an idiot. It's too right. But yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, he wanted to write like an idiot's guide to human design. Uh-huh. I said, I don't think that's going to work because right. it's too easy. It's too easy to start, you know, labeling yourself. I'm a this with a that and a this. Mm-hmm. With, but what I've done in this book is I gave people this template that's basically a template for a life purpose mission statement. Mm-hmm. You go mm-hmm. through the book and you look at your chart you find the elements that fit into this template. And so by the time you're done reading this book, you actually have this beautiful sort of life purpose mission statement that you can write out and print up and have it available to you to read and connect with. Because, you know, as I said in the very beginning, when we when we have that anchor point of mm-hmm. this is who I am, this is what I came here to do. This is where my fire lives. This is where my alignment lies. Yeah. And we keep you know, coming up against that every day and saying, this is who I am. This is where my alignment lives. This is what I'm here to give the world. Mm-hmm. And we stay anchored in that. That's the, you know, is the compass, the due north on the map of our life. Then not only does life become more fulfilling and we start to make a whole different set of choices, but mm-hmm. it also keeps that fire alive so that when we're struggling with sometimes the stuff that's hard, because it's not always you know, I think there's a lot of mythology around it's going to be effortless and easy. And it's like, <laughs> you don't have children and you don't get married and you live in a hole and you don't have dogs or cats. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. But the, the reality of it is there will be challenges mm-hmm. and you know, there will be things that you will have to do that you'll even respond to doing if you're a generator type or whatever type you may be, mm-hmm. but they won't be easy. Right. You have to keep your fire alive so that you don't let all those places where your own fear of inadequacy or whatever mm-hmm. else in your chart comes up. So it gives you an anchor point to keep you moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it calls you forward into, I think, a bigger, more true narrative about who you mm-hmm. really are. Yo, I love that. I love that. And I love what you're talking about, um, you know, looking at the, you know, what I understand as being a practitioner or a specialist, you know, we talk about the lower and the higher expression, the shadow and the light. So being able to recognize that in yourself and go, Oh, wait, okay. I'm, I I am in that fear, you know, like I have the gate 57 in my son, when I get in fear of the future, I know, you know, you know that, Oh, wait a second. I can, I can move into the light of this. I just need to, it's that awareness, I think, really. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I love that that's what this book does for you. So does it take you through, um, so I'm, uh, you know, it takes you through your type, your strategy, your authority. I saw the first couple of chapters. Um, and um, and so, and it does, it, it dives, does it dive into the gates and the channels uh, within the person's chart to help them synthesize all that as well? So we do through we do go through the planets and the gates. Okay, um, but but that's kind of where it stops because okay. 
the circuitry starts to get into that zone of, well, that's really complicated. And, and, you know, again, I I think it's so, it's so interesting and it kind of gives us a challenge with human design because it's definitely like a big, you know, 500 piece puzzle. Mm -hmm. And of course you have to look at each one of the pieces, Mm -hmm. but I think if we have too many pieces, especially when we're trying to really interpret the elegant simplicity of the chart, Mm -hmm. then we start, you know, people start going down a path that takes them away from the basic, I think, beauty and brilliance Mm -hmm. of what human design brings to us. You know, we, I keep saying, you know, we keep wanting to make it complicated and don't get me wrong. I've been a student and I've been teaching human design for 23 years. Mm There's some really amazing, juicy, rich, subtle mm-hmm. nuances that are just fascinating, at least to me, and I know to you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but there's something so loving and so profound about every single person who encounters human design is basically in some way, shape, or form given the message, you need to wait. Mm-hmm. And that waiting feels like such a death sentence to mm-hmm. some, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Far, right? And really going, okay, hold up. Here's why we have to wait. Mm-hmm. We have to wait because a lot of times, most of the time, we have to heal and we have to stop moving mm-hmm. enough to really sit honestly sometimes with the discomfort of, oh, I don't really like my life. If I was mm-hmm. going to and giving it a number, like, it's like a two, not a 10. Mm-hmm. So I need to sit here and go, wow, what do I need to deconstruct to create more space for me to build what I really want? Mm-hmm. Second thing that happens a lot of times is we're so conditioned to hustle and push. Oh my goodness. And, yes. And, and that waiting causes us to have to just stop and say, oh my God, my body is exposed. My spirit mm-hmm. is exhausted. Mm-hmm. I need to do some pretty serious hardcore self-nurturing because I'm running on fumes to such degree to where my entire life is a giant reaction to my exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And it's really me deliberately and consciously creating what I want. And then that third piece, none of this is in the book, by the way. That third piece, so so listen carefully and take notes. That yeah. third <laughs> the, 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 the waiting part is in here, but we it yeah. talks a lot about the importance of the waiting. The third thing that happens when we wait is we start to remember that we're actually designed to know what's right for us. Mm-hmm. And all those places where we're telling ourselves, I don't know, I'm confused, I'm overwhelmed, I don't have clarity. It's like, no, that's not actually true. Mm-hmm. We actually have this really beautiful navigation system. And certainly in the, in the workbook, we talk a lot about how do you find your navigation system? Mm -hmm. When you start to really stop long enough to, to not react to what's coming around, but to actually just be with how are you experiencing this opportunity or this relationship? Mm -hmm. And you start to remember, Oh, I have this, I'm living in this living barometer. That is my body. And my heart and all the parts of who I am in this story. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were to drop into that because you stopped moving and you stopped reacting. Yes. You just, you know, let yourself be receptive to what shows up. Then, then your life starts to change. So there's a certain mm-hmm. amount of brilliant, loving wisdom to that waiting process. And certainly, you know, in the workbook, I, I walk you through how to really become more at peace with that process of just waiting and being and seeing what falls into place through that 
experiment that is human design. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love that. And, you know, I love what you were talking about, about the awareness and the, and it really uh, popped in for me, you know, it's that having the workbook that you put together really gives you time to contemplate and integrate Mm -hmm. each piece um, and uh, yeah, allow it to simmer and, and come together and yeah. And see what comes up for you. What I loved, I, um, I pulled up a quote from uh, there. It, It says, as you go through this book, you'll explore a new vocabulary that you can use to rewrite the story of your life. In addition, with the help of your human design chart, you're going to learn how to rewrite your story in a way that reflects the true story of who you really are. Mm -hmm. A story Mm -hmm. that represents the unique, vital, and irreplaceable role in the world that you only you can fulfill. I just love that because I think we, as a society, we've been told that we're all supposed to fit into this little mold, you know, Mm -hmm. society, our conditioning, as you've talked about. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that just that one little paragraph, um, if we can take that in and really uh, know that we are unique and that we do have a unique role um, and we're different than anybody else because of our complex and beautiful charts that we have. Totally, totally. And I think that it's, it's interesting because I think we're told, I think we get a really mixed message. It's like, we're told, here's the box, get in it. Mm-hmm. Don't come out of the box. But then we're also at the same time told, don't be like everybody else. Why are you <laughs> like everybody else? And so that leaves us sort of like, wait, what do I do? <laughs> do uh-huh. I go? Oh, what do I do? So no wonder a lot of us are sitting there going, I, I don't know who I am. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should be this or that. Uh-huh. It's, it's a, you know, the world that we live in is kind of, I mean, just think about the message survival of the fittest. Yes. Right. It's like we say, get in the box. Here's the formula for success. But mm-hmm. even if you follow the formula, only a handful of you are going to make it. So right. it's like, how doomed is that from the start? Right? Exactly. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That really makes, really motivates me right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so tell me, who will benefit from this book? Uh, is this for someone who's new to it, but also those who've studied it as well? Um, I would say, yeah. I mean, certainly it's, mm-hmm. a, I, I really deliberately crafted uh, an entrance point to human design and that's mm-hmm. intention number one. Mm-hmm. But I would say hand in hand with that, you know, I've been, as I said, I've been a student of human design since 1999. Mm. And and as I said, I, I can tell you all the complexities of this, this planet, this placement, this line of my own chart. But, <laughs> you know, what I've learned over the years is that as we go through growth spirals and, you know, we always do mm-hmm. not living, you know, every time we go through a growth spiral, there's sort of a call for recalibration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that recalibration is often really simple and not complicated. We want it to be complicated, but life is already complicated. And and really there's sort of a call at that recalibration point with every growth that is about going back to basics in human design. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's really about going back and remembering, oh yeah, I'm supposed to follow what feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so conditioned just against that one small piece of information, right? We're mm-hmm. told going to be hard and you 
you're going to have to sacrifice and you're going to have to give up all this stuff. And it's interesting. I'll say again, I'm old. I'm like, you know, almost 60 years old. I'm a grandmother at this point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so interesting to hear literally every time there's a growth cycle in my own life, still, still, I have that. Oh, it's going to be hard. You're going to bear down, do all this stuff you don't want to do. And I'm like, wait, no, wait, no, that's not true. And I have to go back and I have to remember, okay, wait mm-hmm. to respond. I don't have to figure this out. I don't have to figure it. I don't have to find the willpower to grit my way through this. I just have to wait mm-hmm. and surrender to that. Mm-hmm. When I do that, whatever I need to know next, whatever needs to happen next, it all unfolds and it mm-hmm. doesn't unfold because of me. It's unfolding because it's unfolding. That's just how it, right. how it works. And my responsibility is not to figure out how it's going to unfold. My responsibility is to just look down at this sort of cosmic red carpet that's unrolling at my feet mm-hmm. and next step and the next step and the next step. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a really good way to go back. This book is a really good way to go back mm-hmm. to basics. And I, I do say that the one thing that I did do in this book that I think is also really I've seen the results of this in my students mm-hmm. to do a reframe of the emotional themes, because I do think that the way we talk about emotional themes in human design is not particularly productive. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know, I think we miss the beauty of the emotional themes, mm-hmm. say the way to interpret them in a, as a signal that you're either in alignment or not alignment, out of alignment. And I think taking the formula around the emotional themes off and revisiting like, what does it actually mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a projector and I'm bitter. Does that mean, yeah. you know, because, because that, for example, bitterness, for example, is the emotional theme of, a, of the projector. Mm-hmm. That's a really harsh word. It is a harsh energy. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand that actually that bitterness is a gift, mm-hmm. because that bitterness is repelling. And as much as you might be like, well, why is that a gift? If bitterness is a signal of depletion, mm-hmm. if you're feeling bitter because you haven't valued yourself enough or you haven't been trained to believe in your value enough to accept only the invitations that are worthy of you, mm-hmm. and now you've failed to take care of yourself and you've been in invitations that weren't worthy of you and you used all your energy trying to, to fulfill somebody else's needs and you didn't get the value back that you deserve. You want to repel people until you get clear internally about your own value and heal your energy so that you Mm -hmm. can then engage in the correct invitation. So, you know, if we don't interpret those emotional themes from that perspective, Mm -hmm. then I think we either use them as an excuse sometimes to behave badly in some, I mean, or, or we miss the cues that they're teaching us. And then we don't get to actually fulfill the full potential of our story. Yeah, yeah, they're just, they really are energetic messengers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as you were going through it, I'm like, it's like the projector gets this, like, you know, universal stop sign that they can put up, you know, their body, their energy is flowing out, telling people to stop and, uh, you know, and repel, don't come near me, I need to heal. Um, and it's up to us, uh, or the projector, projector, excuse me, to um listen to that energetic message that's being given to them so i love that i love the how you've reframed that because i think that's so important um to to understand so i yeah this is this is great and again it's something they can they can contemplate and 
integrate in um, and go back to because workbooks mm-hmm. are, are, you know, workbooks really are meant to do that. They're meant to take us so that we can go back. You know, I might be a specialist, but I still go back and look at my chart and go, okay, what's, where am I having this? You know, why am I feeling this way? And it's really helpful for me. And sometimes I even find something new uh, that tells me uh, what's going on. So absolutely. I I totally agree that Mm. it's, it's really beneficial to keep revisiting it and Mm -hmm. reviewing it and stabilizing the story Mm -hmm. and and continuing to have to almost, um, I would say you have to kind of defend your story and Mm -hmm. that's probably, you know, a pretty heavy word, but Mm -hmm. it's so easy when you go back out into the world Mm-hmm. kind of get reconditioned against your true story. And so you have to kind of keep revisiting it. So you strengthen it and you mm-hmm. build good boundaries around it and you continue to remind yourself of it. So you don't get swept up and lost and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the deal is, whatever the, the challenge and the chaos du jour is right. <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. And we keep, you know, every time we look at it, um, or we come up against something, it's like we're coming back to ourselves, you know, we're in that spiral where we come back and get closer to our true authentic self. So I I think that's, uh, that's lovely. So um, with the workbook, you are using traditional human design language in it. Um, You know, you have your other books that are out uh, that uh, use quantum human design language, you have the quantum activation cards and the guidebook that goes with that and you just had the encyclopedia of quantum human design come out what made you choose uh to use traditional human design language in the workbook well i i i'll start first by just unpacking quantum human design for just a minute so okay, quantum great. Human design was a you know a new vocabulary if you will for human design that mm-hmm. i created i started working on it in about 2010 and i sort of sat with it and, and worked on it for almost a decade. Um, and the, the the purpose of rewriting some of the vocabulary and traditional mm-hmm. design was that I really found that a lot of my clients who had already done a lot of inner work, whether they were meditators or they had been on a spiritual path for whatever reason, or they'd gone to therapy or had coaching or mm-hmm. energy psychology, that, that they really grappled with some of the language in traditional human design and even some of the teachings. Mm-hmm. And and it was confusing for me because I could understand why they were struggling. And at the same time, I really know that there's an enormous amount of merit in understanding human design. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kept remembering that Ra used to teach that traditional human design was written for what he called the not self. So if you weren't living true to who you are, the language of traditional human design was designed to wake you up, was designed to help you really see who you're not so that you could better become who you truly are. And he always said, I'm going to write an awakened Ray V. Ching, which is Mm -hmm. with all the parts in it about human design, but he passed in 2011 and he never had the chance to write it. And so Mm -hmm. The idea of, well, we really need an awakened Ray V. Ching just kept coming back to me and back to me. So I finally 
literally took all of the words in traditional human design and sat with the massively huge thick thesaurus for several years and just pulled out the words that I liked. And we took them in the lab, <laughs> actually measured the frequency of these words cool. and picked, you know, which are the high frequency languages, uh, well, the high frequency vocabulary words we use. So I, I rewrote it with different meaning and sort of different, more metaphysical, esoteric meanings to go with all the parts of the chart, which was the other thing I think my clients were really hungry for. Mm-hmm. So I put that together and I called it quantum human design. Mm-hmm. It is not intended to replace traditional human design. You right. need both. Mm-hmm. You really need both. And so once I completed doing that whole 10 year vocabulary project, <laughs> um, um, then I was, that's when I said, okay, now I want to go back and, and really work on the entrance point for people who are coming into human design mm-hmm. and they don't want it to be complicated. They don't want it to have some of the scarier elements in the vocabulary words they want right. just a really sweet nice place to start understanding <laughs> the chart so uh, that was why I did the 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 human design workbook mm-hmm. um, and of course I think they're very complimentary I always tell people start off with human design traditional human mm-hmm. design and sit with it for a while because mm-hmm. you need to really explore that because it's going to teach you a lot as I said about who you are and who you're not mm-hmm. but quantum human design is really a tool for constructing, deliberately and consciously constructing for yourself mm-hmm. a newer narrative, not so much about who maybe you are already becoming, but also who you want to continue to grow into becoming. It's kind of a, a bigger story that calls you forward. Mm-hmm. And I think a story, a vocabulary that helps people understand too, like what what's going on, not just in the material plane, but in, in the context of the role that each and every one of us plays in the evolution of humanity and the planet and the cosmos working through us, it gives us a deeper understanding of our unique spiritual and mystical roles as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, well, the book came out two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they can, you can purchase it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, and that, is it Hierophant? Am I saying it? Hierophant. Yeah. Hierophant. Thank you. <laughs> Hierophant. I love, I love the logo for uh, Hierophant with the little seagull in it. I'm assuming that's a seagull. Um, so, and so can they still get a sample of that if they go to Hierophant just to get kind of a, a, a teaser of it? Yep, that's still there. Or if you mm-hmm. go to uh, if you go to quantumalignmentsystem.com, you can also get a sample of it there as well. Perfect. Great. You can find out more about this book at quantumalignmentsystem.com. More about Karen and her adventures and her whole human design experience at hum- uh, Karen Curry Parker on Instagram and Facebook. Karen, thank you so much for being here today. I am so glad that we got to talk about this book. I am so looking forward to uh, getting a copy of it and just uh, diving into it and giving it as a gift because I think um, for the, uh, I love being able to share uh, the gift of human design with others. So thanks again for being on here. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for having me. This has been the Integra podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. That's support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.